This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. week 11. Here we are. This last weekend was an on-site, which means we were in class Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day. I love the on-sites. I really love the interaction with the other students and with the professors and visiting professors and assistant instructors. MAP is a really unique program. I guess I've never done a graduate program, so I guess I don't know for sure how unique it is among other graduate level programs. It feels unique, feels very different than any other schooling that I've been in because it's a really tight-knit cohort. There are 54, 54 students, I think, this year, and then there's our, our group of professors. We all spend all of our time together. There are not some people in some classes and others in others. We go through the entire program, all the classes concurrently, when we are in on-sites, we're all in the room listening to the lectures. We'll get split out occasionally in small group discussions. And, and you know, Zoom is so nice that way that we can easily be put into breakout rooms. And then we're all pulled back into the main room to finish the learning process. It's really fun, especially after having met in person uh, last month, that I feel like I'm getting to know these people, these other classmates on a pretty personal basis. And it was really fun. This is the first on-site where we were virtual and I was casually having some like chat conversations. I don't know if I should admit this, but like during lectures, I had a couple people that I was chatting back and forth with sort of cracking ourselves up just like the way I would, you know, in elementary school when you are getting in trouble because you're like having a little conversation on the side while the teacher's teaching. I know it's not professional, <laughs> but it is so fun to feel like there's some of that personal connection 
even with people that I've only met in person once, that we know each other, that we have you know, we're getting to know each other's actual personalities, that we are appreciating each other's strengths and that we are vulnerable with our own weaknesses and our the things that we're not understanding and that we're having a harder time not only grasping, but also sometimes like getting on board with. One thing that I've noticed is there is no hesitancy of classmates to share when they feel like they're not totally on board with one of the ideas being presented or when we have a question or curiosity or clarification around something that doesn't feel as cut and dry as it may be being presented. And that interest in inquiry and the curiosity and the openness of the other classmates and the professors to say, you know, I welcome a challenge. I welcome a conversation or a discussion around this. One particular instant that comes to mind with regards to that sort of open discussion is on Sunday, we were listening to a lecture from Marty Seligman, Dr. Seligman, who teaches our MAP 600 class. That is introduction to positive psychology. Who better to learn about the intro to positive psychology than from the father of positive psychology? During the on-sites, Marty, as we lovingly call him, gives us his thoughts on some of the breaking updates in positive psychology. In particular, he has been talking about the psychological notion of agency through the ages. And this is something that he has been focused on a lot in the last few years and is currently writing a book about how agency has been a factor that, you know, the psychological factor in progress over the course of history from the prehistoric sort of Neolithic humans all the way through the ancient Greek and Romans and, you know, globally, we've been talking about like from hunter-gatherers through agriculture, through industrial revolution. It's been really interesting. And there have been quite a few questions raised as Marty's explaining his take on how he sees how agency has been a major factor in the progress of humanity from the beginning of time and that it hasn't just been like an upward trajectory that agency has ebbed and flowed throughout history and that when it is flowing people seem to be progressing and when it ebbs and when people feel less able or have less hope in the future have less autonomy that that's when progress is sort of stifled it's a really interesting theory and that's what it is it's a theory it's a hypothesis that he has been researching and writing about well This weekend was an interesting example of how my class felt no hesitancy in asking questions challenging this theory. What other factors were at play during this time that you're saying, you know, agency was the major factor? What other things were going on that could have contributed? Or the way that certain events in history were construed, according to Dr. Seligman's hypothesis, people raised their hands and had questions about it. And at one point, Marty said, I welcome criticism and questions and lively discussion. This is how I'm pushed to ask the right questions myself and to make sure that we're getting a whole picture. It was really incredibly refreshing and generous and wonderful for someone who has such authority and such leadership and such renown to say to a bunch of you know graduate students who are just barely dipping our toes into this world to say, Please tell me your candid thoughts and questions because I am open to receive that feedback. It will, in fact, help me 
in my quest for understanding rather than challenge me and my position of power. That, as I'm now recalling it, reminds me a lot of Adam Grant's stance that he shares about in his book, Think Again. If you haven't read Think Again, I highly recommend it. I'll link it in the show notes. The book is all about the benefits of not being so stuck in our own ideas and understandings that we're unwilling to learn and to develop and to grow. He contests that it's actually through rethinking and rethinking and including new information and transcending the place that we think we are into where we can go with our understanding and our intellect and our relationships, even our our politics, that those things are what really bring progress. Progress isn't made by putting our flag in the ground and then not moving beyond it. It's the willingness to flow in and out of our current understanding in order to gain more. Moving on from that discussion, another fun thing that happened during this last week of class in this onsite was a lot of plans for future in-person interaction. Because the program is currently hybrid, they can't require any on-site in-person interaction because it is a global program with digital live classes so that people can you know, do it from the comfort of their homes because of COVID, of course. In the future, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do if the mandatory on-campus weekends will return or if they'll keep it hybrid just so that so many more people the, the world over will be able to join. I think those of us who were able to gather in person in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago loved it so much that we are really excited about the chance to spend more time together in person. And so we started to plan some unofficial school weekends where we are together in person, at least in small groups across the country. I myself have already booked a ticket to Calgary, Canada, where some of my classmates will be gathering in January. And I said, what's more exciting than snow in January and booked my ticket to Calgary to spend that weekend together in person, hopefully, you know, not only studying, but also like sitting by the fire and ice skating. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. I'm also planning to host an in-person gathering for students in Utah later in the spring, and then we are hoping to get together again on Penn campus sometime in the spring as well. So even though there's no requirement to be in person, we're really all super happy when we get the chance to get to know each other even better. And then I think that translates into the way that the schoolwork and the 
understandings and, and conversations that we're able to have even grows. Another quick thing that's on my mind while I'm recapping this week is it's almost time to make a firm decision around my thesis project. And I am still pretty up in the air. I came into the program with some pretty clear ideas of what I wanted to do for my thesis. And the more I've learned, the less clear I am, which I think is a good thing. And I'm trying to take all of my own advice to remember that there's not just one best choice, that uh, just choosing one thing doesn't mean that the other things won't be waiting for me in the future, that it's great to just make a decision and then focus in and, and make the decision that I make the right one by being really happy about it. This is going to be something that I'm thinking about the next few weeks because I have to make a choice. So I will be really excited to share once I decide what I'll be digging into in in depth over the spring semester and especially in the summer before I turn my thesis in next August. As far as a topic that I want to dive into, I have a few bouncing around in my head. One of them is mindfulness. One of them is effect sizes and statistical analysis. Uh, Another one is the mind-body connection. I'm going to touch on all of those at some point in the future. I'm just putting a pin in them here so you can remind me if I don't have like a full podcast by a year from now on those things and you're interested, ask me and I will I will record one. I think for now I want to go into mindfulness because this lecture in particular was really impactful for me and I immediately resonated with the idea that mindfulness is one of the factors that can improve every other area of life. I know that mindfulness, even that term like quote unquote mindfulness is really part of the zeitgeist right now in our culture. There's a lot of talk around mindfulness and meditation and the woo-woo is becoming, I think, more and more mainstream. And there's some huge benefits to that. One detriment is that when something feels trendy, it almost can give you the idea that it's not as impactful that by virtue of being trendy, that that's the reason people do it, not because of the actual benefits of the thing. I want to define mindfulness using a definition from John Kabat-Zinn, who is a professor of medicine at University of Massachusetts, a PhD in molecular biology, an author, meditation teacher, scientist, and writer. He's the founder of the Center for Mindfulness and also founded the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Clinic back in 1979. He says, mindfulness is the awareness that comes from paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. You may associate the idea of mindfulness with meditation, which is one incredibly effective way to find this space of, of mindfulness, this awareness of paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. You can also do things mindfully. You can walk mindfully. You can eat mindfully. You can watch a movie mindfully. Mindfulness refers in particular to this awareness and paying attention, this focus on something in particular for a particular reason. Our lecturer for this class was Dr. Michael Baim, who is a medical doctor and the director of the Center for Mindfulness at Penn. I loved his whole talk, his whole pace. We did a 25-minute meditation, guided meditation as a class, as part of the, the class. Something that was such an interesting connection for me that he made very clearly, something that I think I knew but I hadn't 
seen it, visualized, and also heard it talked about this way was the true physiologic connection between mindfulness and our our bodies, what happens in our brain and what happens in our bodies. And he talks about how mindfulness isn't just thoughts, that when you change what's happening physiologically in your brain by paying attention to your awareness in, in this particular way, you change what happens in the rest of your body. That through focusing our attention in mindfulness, we can heal our bodies, we can reduce inflammation in our bodies, we can increase the way that our brains function in our bodies. Some specific things he talked about were attention regulation, general body awareness, emotional regulation, and changes in our own perspective of ourselves. Mindfulness is accessible. You can do it anytime without anything except for your brain, which is inside your body, so you're not going to lose it. It can be as short as one breath or as long as you want, you know, a days or weeks long silent meditation retreat. Mindfulness is a simple tool that we can and maybe should all be using every single day to help regulate all of ourselves, our emotional, physical, intellectual, social selves. And his lecture left me wanting more, wanting more, wanting more information, wanting more experience. This idea of mindfulness as a, as a topic, as a practice, as a theme really resonated with me, like whole body yes. And I'm excited to see what happens, where things go. I am signed up for an eight-week mindfulness program that will give me right off the bat a, a bunch of experience, hands-on personal experience. And while it almost seems paradoxical to add something right now in my life because there's a lot on my plate, I feel really wholeheartedly like adding this focused attention on mindfulness over the next eight weeks will, by adding that, everything else will feel less heavy. Everything else will feel more manageable. And that's a kind of a weird paradox, but I'm excited to explore it. And I will share, of course, how things go along the way. Okay, let's finish up with Stop, Breathe, Be. This is something that Dr. Michael Baim shared with us. I want you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, unless you're driving, even if you're driving, just like pay attention. If you're not driving, take a second and just stop. Just for like five seconds, stop what you're doing and just listen. What do you hear? Pay attention to your surroundings. What do you feel? I'm seated right now. I can feel the heaviness. When I just like take a second and pay attention, I can feel my body on the chair, my feet on the floor. If you're driving, can you feel the steering wheel? What does it feel like? Is there air blowing on you or not? Take a second and just pause. And then I want to breathe together. So let out the air, and then we're going to take a big breath together. Just one. Inhale. Fill your lungs as full as they can go, and then just pause. Take a little sip at the top. Then let it all out. Release that air all the way out. Just one breath. Just be here for one breath. You're doing a really good job. That was it. That was stop, breathe, be. Pay attention to how you feel when you are aware and when you're mindful. 
See if you can carry a little bit of that with you throughout the rest of your day. I'll catch you next time. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy.